Hello and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host. This is being recorded on the 15th of April 2020 and unlike a lot of what I have been talking and writing about over the past couple weeks and I can assume much of your media and online consumption over the past few months, this is not about COVID-19. It is about terrorism and it is about the adaptation or evolution of terrorist groups with respect to technology. And the idea for this podcast came to me a couple of weeks ago when I was reading an article in a magazine that I subscribe to called Nautilus. It is an American science publication. comes out periodically, three, four times a year. And this particular article was in uh, issue number 29. I'm assuming it's 2020. And it is entitled, Omniviolence is Coming and We Aren't Ready. So there's the use of this term, omniviolence, which apparently was coined by a political scientist named Daniel Dudney. And this article goes on to talk about how a small group of malicious agents might engage in in omniviolence. And I want to read a, a, a quote here from this article, which I think illustrates the point the author is trying to make. A very, very small quadcopter, kind of a drone, one inch in diameter can carry a one or two gram shaped charge. You can order them from a drone manufacturer in China. You can program the code to say, here are thousands of photographs of the kinds of things I want to target. A one gram shaped charge can punch a hole in nine millimeters of steel. So presumably you can also punch a hole in someone's head. You can fit about three million of these in a semi-tractor trailer. You can drive up a highway with three trucks and have 10 million weapons attacking New York City. They don't have to be very effective. Only five or 10% of them have to find the target. The article goes on to say that manufacturers will be producing millions of these drones available for purchase just as with guns now. And the author points out, except millions of guns don't matter unless you have a million soldiers. You only need three guys to write the program and launch. The author goes on to say that the terrorist or psychopath of the future will have not just the internet or drones, but also synthetic biology, nanotechnology, and advanced AI systems at their disposal, which will wreak havoc across international borders and raise the questions about what's gonna result in all this. This, of course, is very, very dire information. Quite scary, I guess, I think you would agree. What happens if terrorists or violent extremists do use the technology that's out there to target us, whether it's drones, whether it's bioweapons, whether it's nanotechnology, the list goes on and on and on. And I think you can sort of imagine a dystopian future where these groups have in fact mastered the use of this technology and essentially rule the roost and we all live in fear of what's happening around the corner. I want to push back a little bit on this and I want to start this by talking about something that I was exposed to, it didn't work on when I worked in intelligence, and this is the notion of dual-use technology. This was a intelligence task we had for many decades, I'm sure it's still going on, in which intelligence agencies are trying to track and monitor the trade, use, uh, theft of technology that is labeled dual use, meaning it has legitimate, I use the term legitimate loosely, civilian applications, and it has less legitimate military, or in this case, terrorist applications. It's an intelligence function that, as I said, has been going on for quite some time. 
try to figure out who has what and who can deploy what. I think it's really important for us to look at this problem, potential problem, in a very measured way. It doesn't help anyone if we panic and conclude that the bad guys, like the terrorist group, whether they're Islamist extremists like Al-Qaeda or ISIS, whether it's the far-right not-job and wankers that are white supremacists or white nationalists or preppers or whatever term you want to use to describe them, I have no doubt that there are some amongst those who are, in fact, looking at these types of technology very carefully. And in fact, we have seen instances, I believe, with ISIS in Syria and Iraq that did deploy a drone that was able to drop a grenade, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, on the Syrian army or Iraqi army or whatever. And yet, it strikes me that these groups are not there yet. And I'm not sure they're ever going to get there. I mean, never say never when it comes to predictions. As I said, I'm not a person that likes to predict because I don't have a crystal ball in front of me. But it seems that through a combination of international restrictions, which are not perfect, we know that there's a been a gray arms network in, in, arm, uh, in arms sales for decades around the world. So restrictions that are placed by national and international bodies, as well as maybe some kind of a moral hesitation to use this stuff. I find it interesting that groups like ISIS and the Taliban in recent days have been portraying themselves as the protectors against COVID and the coronavirus in, in lieu of actually planning terrorist attacks. Now, I'm not... I don't think they're going to stop terrorism anytime soon, but it's interesting to see their reaction to COVID. And I would throw in there, sometimes rocket science is indeed rocket science. Some of these technologies may be available. They may be able to get them through legal or quasi-legal or patently illegal networks. Doesn't mean they can actually use them. Doesn't mean they have the technologists, the technicians, the experts, the specialists, whatever, to use this technology to further their ends. I don't think we need to go there right away. This to me is a very dystopian future. This is one that admits that there's no way to stop this kind of thing, so we better get used to it. Like, I'm a big fan of dystopian fiction. I watch all these end-of-time movies, and I read these end-of-time novels and uh, on Netflix and things like that. But to me, it's fiction. This is not real. This is something that's going to happen. The zombies aren't going to take over the world tomorrow. So I don't want to dismiss the possibility that terrorist groups are going to use this technology to further their goals, to carry out attacks, and to cause all kinds of mayhem. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I'm not saying that we have to, or that we should ignore it. I think our security and intelligence and law enforcement agencies and governments have to keep an eye on it. And I do know that they are doing exactly that. But for me to simply throw up our arms and say, well, the end is nigh, the terrorist groups have the upper hand, and it's a matter of time before we see waves of drones carrying chemical weapons or bioweapons or, God forbid, nuclear radiological weapons across over the horizon being programmed by jihadis or preppers or whatever, I think is the wrong way to look at this thing. And I do want to, I want to quote something that I found an article in New Scientist magazine. It was a review of a TV series about Marie Curie, who, of course, is a Nobel Prize winner and the wife of, of Pierre Curie. And when Pierre Curie delivered his uh, Nobel lecture in 1905, and it's, it's an interesting quote, here it is in full. It can even be thought that radium could be very dangerous in criminal hands, and here the question can be raised whether mankind benefits from knowing the secrets of nature. 
The example of the discoveries of Nobel is characteristic as powerful explosives have enabled man to do wonderful work. They are also a terrible means of destruction in the hands of great criminals who are leading peoples towards war. I am one of those who believe with Nobel that mankind will derive more good than harm from the new discoveries. And this was said back in 1905, over 100 years ago. We all know that dynamite, which is one of Nobel's, Alfred Nobel's great inventions, was in fact used by the anarchist wave of terrorists from the late 19th, early 20th century, killed many heads of state. And yet, does anyone want to say that dynamite has not proven to be a beneficial manufactured product for humanity? It's, it's proven to be incredibly important in mining and in construction work. So the fact that a couple of bad guys, terrorists, have used it does not take away from the fact that it has very, very beneficial benefits for the rest of humanity. And I th the same thing goes for drones. And the same thing goes for the other technology that, yes, terrorists may want to use to um, advance their own causes. I don't think we need to go to that nth degree where we have to predict or assume that terrorist groups will use advanced technology in ways that will spell the end of society or create significant amounts of damage, deaths, destruction. The fact remains that most terrorist groups of whatever ilk, far right, far left, jihadi, Hindu, Jewish, it doesn't really matter, are rather small in nature. They do not pose an existential threat to the planet. They do not pose an existential threat to any country, really, and maybe Afghanistan would, might be an exception. But aside from that, if we, go, if we assume and we grant these guys the credit that they're going to use this stuff in ways that is going to make us tremble in our seats and hide and, and essentially cede the, the victory to terrorists, we're making the wrong decision. These guys are not that powerful, and I can't imagine a scenario whereby they will become that powerful. Again, I'm not predicting the future. I'm just saying that if history is any lesson to us, terrorism remains an irritant on the on the margins of society. Does not mean we, 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 we shouldn't monitor it and thwart terrorist attacks from happening and stop terrorists from acting and arresting them and or killing them, etc. But they're not going to take over the world anytime soon, whether they have a thousand drones or a million drones, which I think is unlikely. Anyhow, that's my point of view. That's my perspective on this notion of terrorist use of technology. What do you think? Am I wrong on this? Do you stay up at night worried about terrorist use of drones or bioweapons or chemical weapons? I'd like to hear what you have to say. You can reach me and leave comments on my website, www.borealisthreatenrest.com. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at Borealis Saves or find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I want to remind you that you can subscribe to all the content available on my website. Simply go to the website, hit the subscribe button, fill in your information, and you'll get all the content, the podcasts, the blogs, the interviews, free of charge to your inbox on a daily basis. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.